Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah. True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, Yahweh's radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yahweh's radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host by name, your seal, Israel, of Sea Royal. We're doing a series called From Coming to Exile, Biblical and Scholarly Journey of the True Israel, the Israelite. People you call African Americans and Negroes and Latinos, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans. And it's the true Israelites of the Bible. And this is a live broadcast called Special Edition called Thursday evening. And once you know one thing, we have to we're doing some expert, scholarly detective work on the true Israelites according to the scripture. And we're not anti anybody. Understand one thing. The old sin and six anointing camp, we're not anti-anybody. We just pulled 12 tribes of Israel on what we got to do to wake up the 12 tribes of Israel. So that's why I say, um, even to um, uh, Sister J.S. Israel, 
We have to make sure we're clear with J.S. Israel. We have to be wherever the hot spot at, we got to get there. We got to be on it. We got to be ready to go. We got to take care of the business of Dust Edge, Jock Rod, and get our blessings. So, Sister J.S. Israel, all the hot spots, we got to get on there. We got to get on all the hot spots because we know this word can stand up. And you know we got to get on a, one of the more Christian networks, too. One of the more Christian networks. You got to get on one of them, too. So we got to talk about that, uh, Sister J. S. Israel. We got to talk about all this social media stuff. Because we know one thing have been lit. The curtain have went up. It's time not to organize. Because we know one thing, our people's in bad shape. Yesterday, we sent our people out there with all types of Valentine candy, Valentine bloom. But then they find, but, but, and all the fear can do in a case like that is reach, reach and grab his handkerchief and wipe his eyes. Keep two handkerchiefs with it. You know why? Because we are lost sheep with no shepherd. That's why we got to get everywhere and get this word out. So we got to concentrate on one thing, uh, Sister J.S. Israel. We got to get the word out. So we got to meet them where they're at, do the research on where all the hot spots at, even if we have to come on that on them broadcasts and do a live broadcast on You never know. You got one thing about it. See, in the book of Romans 4.17, it tells you, uh, Sister J.S. Israel, it tells you that you got to um, call things although they're not as they are. So we know what's going to happen. We know it's going to be land all over the place, um, big temple, radio station, school, banquet hall. So that means they got to they got to find a Bible story now. So we got to put our, our investigation, our scholarly investigation expert, and find out where everybody is. Where they at? Is they on? Is they on YouTube? Or is they on social? What social media are they on? So we got to drop that word there. We got to know one thing. We gave it all we got. And so we come to this broadcast, uh, Sister J. S. Israel. We give it all we got for one reason, because you can be my last. And that's what we got to look at this, and we got to have people to understand something. You got to give it all you got when it comes down to just ask YHWA. We got to read like it's our last. We got to do the research like it's our last. We got to give it all we got to get us a Matthew 25, 21. Now, what you want, Sister J.S. Israel? You want to? Matthew 25, 21. You know what it says? Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what you want. That's what you want to do. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because it, it got it written in James 5, 20. If you were able to help sinners, those that don't keep the law, statutes, and commandments, if you were able to help one, it has a multitude of our sins. That means I know I got many. So, but if you're able to help somebody, you at least got a bargaining chip when you stand before him. 
So if you all up in you all up in yourself, you'll say, okay, all you about yourself, huh? Well, that, that ain't gonna get you in the kingdom by being about yourself. What I want to know is who did you help? Who did you help to bring out that darkness? That's a game changer. We got to do our part to J.S. Israel. We got to do our part and just say, Yahweh, the gift that we got is for Yahweh's gift. Meaning, everywhere from action that, we got to get there. Even if we have to get a broadcast and get on there and I do the teaching and you do the reading, we got to make it happen. Huh? We got to give it all we've got. So keep that up on the, on the, on the mind and one thing about it. We got to get the word out. Because if you call things according to 417, although they not as they is, and we call them for a place that's large enough to do some business, they, people got to know about it then. You already got to know about it? Because we got to be blowing trumpets. So we see on the international side it's tied to the on the right to the to the rim, but on the left side, those that supposed to be ready to get in where they been at, they ain't came in yet. They they got something else going on, uh, Sister J S Israel. And I'm waiting on this um this is a Spanish Isakal woman that says she can do some Spanish read. I'm waiting on all the president step on the broadcast, and let's see how we can put her to the test live on the, on the run, not no trial run. Put you to the test when the broadcast is live. That's how we do Luke 12, 12. In that very same hour, you, you keep what he gives you in that very same hour. So let's put him to the test. Let's find out those that of the northern kingdom that speaks Spanish, come on the broadcast and read a little bit in English and, and speak to the Spanish folks because we need to be clear that all the Spanish peoples, according to Jeremiah 31, 31, 1 through 9, 1 through 8, they're going to have to come through Judah. And, and remember, Jeremiah was raised from the womb according to 1, verse 4 and 5. He was raised from the womb. He said, look at you've been a dame to take care of his business. That's what we're trying to tell you. So whatever gift that you have, bring it to the table of Yahweh's voices of the true Israelites. Put it to test. Let's see what you're working with. If you can read in Spanish, that's good. Read in English and break it down in Spanish. I like that. All I'm about one thing is give me a Matthew 25, 21. That's all those people have to deal. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't don't know us not besides that. Because this thing is temporary. So what we're doing now, we sitting the stage for the return of a four-letter man called Yahweh. The return. When he come down, he ain't going back up. Now back the father coming down too. After the sun clean everything up. So if anybody talk about going past the stars moving sky, you're gifted by yourself. Because in the 21st chapter of Revelation 1, 2, and 3, it tell you everything up there coming down here. 
So you and you send the ministry talk, you're gonna be you're gonna be going up to heaven, you'll be up there by yourself. Because Revelation 21, 1, 2, and 3 is letting you know the kingdom is going to be with men coming down. See, we got a lot of work to do. Oh, uh, Sister J.S. Israel. So we got, we got a lot of fascism. So whatever, what you about, let's roll. Let's get something going on and some dust edge Yahweh. This is all about getting the word out, get these people prepared. Because when you stand before your Yahweh, the YWH man tell you, Sister J. S. Israel, well done, my good and faithful servant. You got the word out. And that's what I want you to do. Get that word out. Find out what's going on. Where's the hot spot at? Get something going on over there. Even if we have to go on the broadcast somewhere and, and holler in the microphone and you do some powerful reading. You never know. Chopping your throat up. Practice. Thinking you hollering that microphone a little bit. Practice. Get prepared to holler in that microphone. Got it? Israel. Well, we, want, we know one thing. This is called a special edition called Thursday evening. And we see, and nobody came into the room to do no reading, but the harvest is pretty. But the language is pretty. So they're going to be cranking up a little bit later. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to put a tape on. Because I'm always ready to go. Hey, sister, J.S. Israel, I'm always ready to go. So still, he's ready to go. Because he can be still ready. So I'm, I'm going to give it all i got. And that's what we're talking about. To make this thing work, we got to give it all we got. Because it got written Second Corinthians four eighteen, there you see it's temporary. But what is what let me let me read let me go and read that read that. And remember, whenever you read it, uh sister um JS Israel you're hollering that microphone, you say I'm ready to holler that microphone, and then you holler that microphone too. Get ready. It's gonna be some big jump off. Huh? Get rid of holding that microphone, too. That's what I'm talking about. Holling that microphone. Anybody know seniority? It's about who want to holler in that microphone. Now, in 2 Corinthians there, Sister J.F. Israel, 2 Corinthians 418, it makes a profound statement. Let me see what it says. Here's what it says. 2 Corinthians 418. It says something. And we'll take a look at what it says. Second Corinthians 4.18. What does it say? It says, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, temporary. But the things which are not seen is eternal. So, Sister J.S. Israel, we don't worry about what this world got to offer. We know one thing. We got to sit up the place where all the big dignitaries of all the world come and sit down and learn the truth and take it back to their nation. But we're not concentrating on what that is because everything we see is temporary. It's going to come to an end. So he told, he tell us plainly, don't get hung up 
with the world that you're in now. Because he said, he told old Steve Michael, uh, Sister J.S. Israel, that's what he said to Michael. In 2 verse 10, let's, let's see what he said to Michael in 2 10. He said, Arise ye, depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. So, uh, Sister J.S. Israel, listen. We ain't worried about the thing that we see now, because it's going to come to an end. We trying to get us away of God, my good and faithful servant. You know what we got to do? We got to roll our sleeves up. We got to make it happen. We got to get in what we fit in at, and we got to have a soldier that's ready to go and take care of this man's business. That's the game changer right there. Because you tell me plainly now, John was on the Isle of Patmos. Sister J. S. Israel. He was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in prison. Yeah, he was in prison. Angel came to him. You know what Angel told him in 18, verse 4? He said something to him. 18, verse 4. Said, John, you in prison, John. You ain't going nowhere. I got your attention. And look what he said in 18, verse 4. Revelation. Uh, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not plagued with the sin and that you receive not of her plague. Come about it. Come about it. So don't get hung up. Don't get hung up with those wow what they're looking like. All you're gonna come to them. Matter of fact, you you won't know a sister today. Jay Israel, you won't know how much time y'all well, I need to bust this place back a while ago. Let me see my highlight. You gotta tell us. Do you gotta tell us? I tell them that, sister um, J.S. Israel. Standing up all and fear of the torment, man. Allah. Allah. The great city Babylon, the United States of America, that mighty city, for in one hour have thy judgment come. One hour. God, walk on bust this place down like a wild melon in one hour. One hour. But this is great Babylon. Now look at the other CC. See, I don't see no great Babylon out of out of that verse ten. No, because you don't know how to preach that in your Bible there, WCC, World Council of Churches. You don't know how to preach that. Babylon is the United States. Present day United States. Babylon. Turn me off. And who running Babylon? Present day United States is already lit. We're gonna precept that for the WCC World Council Church. We're gonna precept that. That's why you do precept. They don't bump the gums. Yeah, you go out, you go to the Bible and do your precept work. Because the J Israel, J S Israel, do the precept work. That's right. Let them bump the gums. I mean, you got to know how to precept the Bible, 137 chapter of the 
Do what you do. Let them bump their gone with the best of me. You're taking the one and 37. And this way you this way you knock them out. Knock them out with a jab. In verse 7, do what it says. Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau and his five sons. Peter, make the day to be the white man and the white woman. He said, remember them. Who was them? Verse 8. Oh, daughter of Babylon. <laughs> see, that? see how you do it? See how you do it there? Put the uh, J.S. Israel. That's how you do it. Remember, oh, Yahweh, the, the children of Esau, his five sons. Verse 7. Who is that? Verse 8. Oh, daughter of Babylon. So that's what I'm definitely talking about. There's a prophecy in 1000 B.C. So the, the, the Babylon today is called United States of America. According to the Bible. And who running today? Esau is five sons. You pay your phone bill, light bill, they didn't charge you for water. Who you pay your bills to? Esau is five sons. That's who you pay your bills. That's who you pay your bills to. On the money. Who on the money? Esau is five sons. That's who on the money. You still you know look like? You the twenty dollar bill look like? You know what the $50 bill look like? I, I think a $100 bill guy, they got $50 on them. That's kind of past my grade. $20 bill got each on his five songs on it. I know that much. You know? But see, I'm not in this thing for what the world is. I'm in this thing to wake up the 12 tribes of Israel and scatter. That's my calling. My calling is just like Jeremiah would. Let me tell Jeremiah. Let me read that. You get on the fence, and you get on the fence. When I come on the broadcast, I don't come on the broadcast. Um, I'm just saying what the man's telling me to give you. Because all I want to do is the way I've done my good and faithful service. Because all this is temporary. This ain't nothing. Look, look at old Jeremiah. And one, verse four and five. And the word of Yahweh came to me saying, Jeremiah, five. Behold. I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee. And before thou coming forward out of the womb, I sanctified you, Jeremiah, and I ordained you a seer, a seer unto the nation. That's one of the greatest, that's the greatest mystery of the Bible. Yahweh had one top seer at, at all times. Who was the top seer of Southern King at the time? Jeremiah, he was the top. And you know how you know how long Jeremiah was he was judging? You know how long AC a judge? Uh Sister J as Israel? You wanna know how long how long they judge? Then preach up your Bible. Preach up your Bible. Well how long how long that old seer gonna be judging? How long? Let's see the Bible say about it. Seven verse fifteen. We'll find out. First Samuel seven fifteen. We found out how long do Seir supposed to be judging the twelve tribes of Israel? A Seir. Let's see. We look at First Samuel seven fifteen. And Samuel the Seir judged Israel all the days of his life. The only way you can place those things you're hearing right now, it's got to be death. And Yahweh got somebody already in the background getting warmed up 
But one thing about his word going to always stand. But right now you hear those fears. So you can tell you where you want to take. You can tell your pastor. You can tell your overseer all you want. Ain't but one fear at a time. But he had a lot of undergrad. You know, not fact. Yes, and women. Overseers and women. That's right. But they had a job to do. Yeah, yeah, women have a job to do. Matter of fact, let's read, let's read one of them, uh, Sister Jake. Let's read uh, a couple of jobs that the women had to do. See, you know, the Bible, it tells the story. So it's no accident that those on the radio, they're supposed to come in and hop the microphone. Y'all want to delay them just, just, just for those things or said something, you know? When they come on the broadcast, then we'll switch to the broadcast. Right now, we're going to entertain you let you know that women have a great responsibility in this Bible. We're going to look at Mother Deborah. Look at Mother Deborah. What was her responsibility in this Bible? We're going to Judges 4, and we're going to look at verse number 4. You see, that's why the Spirit got to be in position. It, it lets you know that the Spirit of Mother Deborah will be on the scene as, as we set this thing out. But you got to know what kind of spirit that she pertains to. You got to know that from the book. You just can't say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Mother Devil. Okay, good. You know, you're an organizer. You got you a moving chicken. Oh, no, I ain't none of that. I, I'm like all about myself. But you don't waste mind here. You just got the name Mother Devil. Mother, the mother there of this Bible was moving sex. She made things work because the, the big dignitary, he knew he had a, 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 a battle. The big dignitary. Let's see if I find that verse in the book of Judges. Let me, let me see what's going on. Let me see if I find Judges. Judges, I'm looking for that. J.S. Israel, Judges. I'm looking for something. Four. Let's see what it says in Judges chapter 4. It says that thousands of the children of Israel are doing first. What did it do? Verse 1. Children of Israel again did even the sight of Yahweh. Yeah. This is why you, you got to have a couple of people in the line. See, these children of the 12 tribes, they're always going to do some evil stuff. They ain't gonna never, they always just need what's up. But then Yahweh gonna watch him in verse 3. Children of Israel cried unto Yahweh. Okay, they cried, he said they cried to Yahweh. Get what happened? They cried to Yahweh. Verse 4. And Deborah, a overseer, the wife of Lepidah, she judged Israel at the time. So when they need a question, Pertain to uh, she 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 judged Israel. She was a wife. She judged Israel. That's what she did. Mm-hmm. So he's two of Israel in bad shape. They are Sister J. Yes, Israel. And Barak, he was the big dignitary, but Barak didn't know didn't get didn't, didn't um you know he was kind of uh, but he was the one in power. And Deborah told him something in verse number eight. Look, look at the question he asked. Verse eight. 
and the rock said her, if thou will go with me, then I will go. I got some. You see, he's like, you can make things there and say, if I go, if you go, but if thou not go with me, then I will not go. Ain't that something? You see that? And that's the reason. You see that? So you have men that can be shady. You have men that's going to be shady. And that's why you got to recognize everybody that pays the book. He was a little shady. He was in power. He was a little weak at the knees. And Deborah, the overseer, said, I was sure to go with thee. Notwithstanding now, in verse number nine, the journey that thou takest shall not be for thy honor, but for Yahweh. See, this was all about a sister. There's Israel. Let me tell you something. All this about is Yahweh's business. Y'all would see a lot of here. If it's about Yahweh's business, I'm on it. Well, if it's about some four letters, Y-H-W-H, that's what I'm about. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all I want to talk about. Thus says Yahweh, how to get me a way of God, my good and faithful servant, because this man going to do everything Bobby said he's going to do. Yeah, we're getting our back beat today because we are an evil people. We refuse to do what the Bible saying. We're going to do Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, and Valentine's Day. We know all about that, but we don't know about the, the feast day coming up called Purim, coming up in the ninth chapter of the book of Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R. We don't know nothing about that. Yeah. But we know about Valentine's Day, a pagan day that was set by Satan's devil and the Romans. They got it from the Babylonians, and they just put their face on it. That's what they do. Yeah. That's paganism. Valentine's Day. We played the tape on it from the machine. Yesterday, so those that want to hear about it on take six, go back and hear a little bit of that Valentine's Day. But we got a big job to do. We got to get this word out. We got to get to every spot that's hot. And we got to drop that word down with J.S. Israel. Whatever's hot, we got to drop the word down there. Whatever's whatever going on, this word can Ride to the top, I don't care what you, if we got to go to a Christian network. Don't worry, we'll ride to the top on that. Everywhere Yahweh brought them to his life have been. We'll get to the top of the heat on whatever it is because we can. The, the key is to fold up. Did you know what David said? Let me pause, man, to come back together, come back to the market there. Let me show you what David says in uh, in the 17th chapter, verse 45. Let's see what David says. See the game changer, uh, Sister J. S. Israel. The game changer. You got to know about the game changer. And you got to watch the one that don't have a game. You got to do no seniority. What's that seniority got to do with this? You got to have this man's word. You ain't got nothing to do with it. You got this word, you ready to go, let's go. But get it on. You just said Yahweh. And first Samuel, J.S. Israel. Let's do this thing. First Samuel, 
chapter 17, 45. Okay, what do you say? 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then David said to the Philistine, that, that was a champion. Let me read verse 4. You know who we're we talking to? A champion. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistine named Goliath, okay, who height was six cubits and a span. Big man, big black man, big old black man. All right. And David looked at that big old black man and said this to big black man. Charles of hand, 45. Then said David to the Philistines, Thou coming to me with a sword and a shield. The shield. But I come to thee in the name of the four letters. Y-H-W-H of hope. And Yahweh of the armies of Israel, whom thou have defiled, 46, this day will a four-letter man deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and give it to the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day, five of the earth, five of the earth, and the wild beast of, of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a Yahweh of Israel. That's the game changer, sister J.S. Israel. You got to have your Yahweh right. That's the game changer. You ain't got to worry about all of those from Satan the devil's wicked. Remember, no weapon and 40, 54, 17 going to stand. All you got to remember one thing, stay on the word. You got those that do all kind of wicked things. They are, they are, and, and they'll put their mouth on you too. They'll call you a, a coffee. They'll call you a want to steal people's identity. identity. Who, and who will tell you that? The biggest thief in the world is the one that's stolen identity. Look, I'm trying to store your identity back to you, who you really are. Not worry about no world identity. What world identity uh, worry about? Tears his world. The fear's job is to wake up this dead Israelite. Israel, the Israelite. Wake him up and come back to his Bible. Take a look at the Bible again. But you've been taught wrong. It's time now to see the Bible really saying, you know, just like uh, Ishakar, a Mexican descent. Ain't no such thing as no Mexican descent. You are from the tribe of Ishakar. They got over there in Mexico right now. Uh, uh, go on your computer and put up Tulo, T-O-L-A. Mexico, and you will find out that they was the one that Montezuma came out. They was the big digging here, Montezuma one and two, and they got all the facts of them over there right now in Tula, Mexico, at that, at that um, uh, museum. And they got a great big old, uh, big old head there. 
broad nose. But guess what? Go around in the back of him and see exactly what he got in the back of him. Did they uh, take the likeness of their king and their leader? All the strong words, they was recognizing their king of Tula. Well, they was recognizing with their king and their big dignitary. And all of them, at this time, all of them had wide noses, thick, good lips, and in the back of their head, they in the back of their, in the back of their, right over there now, right now, go on your computer and pull them up, do you, and private investigation. And you'll find out they got right over there now in, um, I'm just going to um, spell, spell it. I ain't going to try to pronounce it because I get more calls on a hey, used you pronounce the word wrong. So what? S-A-N-T-I-G-O-T-U-X-T-L-A. S-A-N-T-I-A-G-O-T-U-X-T-L-A. A-N-T-I-A-G-O-G-E-T-O-L-A. Two hours from B E R A C R U S. Very cruel cruise. This museum is two hours away from there. Everybody they stopped in Barrel Cruise, two hours away from there is S A N T A A G O G E T O L A. Now, why would they have a carved out stone honoring somebody else? You just let paganism and wickedness come in. No, they honor their own king. Tula is from Ishakar. Ishakar is called a day the Mexican. Your biblical name, if you call yourself a Mexican, your tribe of the Bible biblically is Ishakar. Now, you can put a book, a book called The Origin of American Indian by Lee E. Hudson, H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-N. In his book on page 88, do what it say. The Mexicans are the original of the ten tribes capped about Samanella, Manasa, of the family of Ishakar. You see that? They boast about their special father ancestry. From 14, this book was covered from 1492 to 20. See, in 1492, this is when Christopher Columbus, the sins of Esau, came over to the land. He brought five interpreters with him, five, that spoke Hebrew. And they, and they spoke to Montezuma now. And in what year? Uh, 1519. They spoke to Montezuma after they found out that from the local tribe 
that Montezuma was sitting on all that gold. And so now, you know, they got happy. So, Herman Cortez, another descendant of Esau, these five sons, translated to white man and white woman, found out about all this gold was over there. So now he's going to take about that money. The more gold I get, the more, more I can be a king. The money I got to take back to Portugal and Spain, I, I, I make myself up a king. So he made himself the governor. The governor. Then you know what he did? He had some snakes of other tribes of Israel that, that went against Montezuma anyway and said, you know what? Y'all need to be king. I helped y'all take him down. See? Talking smooth words. That's why you got to watch the smooth talking. Smooth operating. Amen. But all in all his mind was taking down everybody. And that's what they did. In 1500, Cortez taking over found in 1521. Murdered. Go into this. Go on your computer and pull up. Pull up. The museum is over there in Tula. Tula is the first town of Ichikov, Genesis 46. He had another brother called Joe. In 31st, 30, Joe said, my skin is black on me. So children of um, Ichikov, firstborn son Tula was a black man. And that big stone they had, they called, they got a name on that big stone. You know, he wasn't here. They put in, they put names on that, and they come up with a doctrine on his name. Do what they call the big stone. They call that big stone um, the Alma, Alma. They got a name for that big stone. But that ain't, but that ain't what the people do. The people do that. They call it O L M E C head. Yeah, Sister J of Israel. They call it the um, O L M E C head. Colossian stone head. And, and guess what? In the venture, Mexico in the venture. L A B E N T A. They got four of them. Because this is where they basically captured the world. Tula, when he first came to now called America, he said he said he, he, you know, in forty nine eleven. The children of the book, whatever they migrate to and from, they put their father's name where the land is on. So when they got to the land, Tula put his name there, but he was from Ishikar, when you call Mexican. When you call Mexican. Ishikar, the Mexican. But he had three more brothers. You know what? You go on the computer and put up his old three brothers. And 46 first, and they only in Africa. Give me a like, you know, like African American Negro. Because all of them look like African American Negro. You ask any next day, Puerto Rican too, go back two generations. What color was your grandfather? Jet black? Jet black, jet black. Yeah, that's right. Remember, the one that's of uh, light complexion, that's because of the mixing. When Cortez and Christopher Columbus came over in that company, when they when they they raped and put their seed in you, that's where y'all all that late that that uh 
straight hair and and light color because you because you were mixed in with them. But you go right now into Mexico and tour Mexico right now. So I want to go where's the I want to go across the track. I want to see some more. So the doctor, you all they here they across the track. So what are you? I'm a Mexican Jew. But you look like an African-American Negro. Yeah, I'm the one that we, we didn't get caught up. See, a lot of us ran and broke out running and went deeper into America and hid out a little bit in South America and stuff. The darker one is the, is the closer one to Tula than the light-skinned one. But guess what? Do Quakers do what the light-skinned one do? They look down on the dark. You ain't no Mexican. You ain't either. You is because now what you ain't now what was ain't no Mexican. We from Ishakar. But wickedness and teaching told us that you're not Ishakar because that lets you know who your father is, Israel, and Isaac, and Abraham, all with his him. So they don't give you a name called Mashika. Now you Mashika. What's that word mean? Mexican? That's the word mean. They, they, they call the word called Mashika. What does that mean? Mexican? How do you spell that? Mashika. M-A-S-H-A-C-H in Hebrew. In Aramaic, it's spelled M-A-S-H-I. You really do. They are, they are that beat you with words. They come up with words. What does that word mean in English? Mexican? Well, who is a Mexican? They, 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 they have to pull teeth out of the mouth there. Sentence of intercom. That's who you are. See, once you know who you really are, then you start putting this thing together. Once you understand something, all them names called Puerto Rican, Mexican, Latinos, that's paganism. Your birth certificate is Exodus chapter 1, 1 down, one down at verse 7. All the other names, besides the name, is pagan name. This way you've been deceived at. By, you understand that you're speaking the, the, the Spanish language. It's just like the children of, of Judah, Benjamin Levi, and send them speak the English language. We have never had that language. That man was beating to us like Spanish would talk to you. They set up trolls over there. And they talked to people. Once they got in the troll in 1521, they talked to the local people that spoke Hebrew. They talked in Spanish. And then the one they took back to Portugal and Spain, they talked in Spanish, come from the Latin. See? Which come from the Greek. Sinners and Esau. Greek. Now you think you are you, Spanish people speaking the Spanish language like that's something great. That's just no great that's no great than speaking English. Both languages being endured. And that's why it's so important to support this ministry for land school, bank hall, and radio station when we have teachers to teach who you really are and your true language. So don't you worry about that those that can speak the Spanish and English real good, that's good. But Yahweh made a plan, what he gonna do? Look at that, and they think, yeah, what is Yaqua going to do? I guess not. What is Yaqua going to do, huh? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. 
we got, we got, we finally got daughter came to the, to the radio. So we might as well get into some lessons now. So we got a daughter of Israel coming to holler that microphone. So the fear always ready to holler that microphone. I'm ready to holler that microphone all the time. And like I said again, uh, sister, um, they have Israel got a big job to do. You got to get this word to every outlet that it is. And some of these places we got to go ourselves and cook up a broadcast where I do the teaching and you do the powerful reading. So practice on your reading. Get your reading. Make sure you're reading. Make sure you're hollering that, hollering that microphone real good. Because the big job of what you want out of the deal is the same job I want out of the deal. Matthew 25, 21. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what you want. That's what I want, too. Got it? Good. All right, so we got daughter Israel. She's still, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging my feet, but um, I'm going to holler in that mic. I'm going to do the best I can. That's all you can do. That's all you can do, daughter Israel. That's all you can do. Do the best you can. And that's why I know you're doing all you're doing your best. That's it. But you got a lot of sit behind the fences. Peep behind the curtain over there in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 3. So he said, those that know this business and drag their feet, according to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 3, he said, I'm going to bond them in the back. According to, according to Ecclesiastes, out of the regular book, 12, verse 3, those that know they're supposed to get in what they fit in, those that know they're supposed to be putting that 10% out and getting to that ministry, and they delay dragging their feet, he said, I'm going to burn them in the fire. Don't worry, I got them. I told you plainly in Hebrews 7, verse 4, if you're greater than Abraham, then don't give a 10%. But you got to be greater than Abraham. Consider how great Abraham is, who gave a 10% of all. When you get your hands on the money Yahweh gave you, you pull out 10% and hit the PayPal. What is for? Land school, banquet hall, radio station. And, and pay all the more wicked bills that's coming up, like gas, rent, and all that that's in this big old temple site. To me, remember, Romans 4, verse 17, you call things, although they're not as they are. Once you on the scene in that great big temple site to come, you're going to have big water bills, big electric bills, big gas bills. So what you going to do? You'll be a cameo? You'll hit the box one time and that's it? No. You got to do it every time you get your hand on something. Because you're doing this thing because you get into the kingdom. So you got to get you a way of talking about good and faithful servants and 25, 21. If you ain't, if you ain't, if you done a cameo on your 10%, then he going to cameo you. Hey, you, know, you got to do this thing all the way until you come up on this punishment. Then I'm going to whoop them real good. Then I'm going to give you uh, Isaiah 64, verse 4, what you ain't even thought about. I got a blessing for you. Precept that to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. He made a plan in 2, verse 9. He said, I ain't seen what you, what, what you got coming. Don't get tired in this world. Oh, I want, I want the best. No, what you want to do is do, you going to do Yahweh's business first. And Yahweh will add all the up to you. But make sure you got the Yahweh right. 
sick. Get on the stove. Stop dragging your feet. Because he got rid of St. John 7, verse 6. He said, I know my time, but your time always 7, 6, and verse St. John. So remember, pull that 10% out. Give to the PayPal. I'll get it to the temple site. Yeah, you can get a well done, my good and faithful service. Don't drag your feet. Don't, don't talk about how short your arms is or how the economy is. Well, you know, it's so bad. So what? Y'all got it like this because you were out of order by not getting gas business. You got the elderly people on their way out. They need to sit up in that great big temple of Yahweh forcing to his life and learn that you ain't going past the stars, moon, and sky. You're going back to the ground until I wake you back up. But your spirit is turned back to me according to 12, verse 7. I hold your spirit in my hand, and I'm going to place it back into the world, even the wicked and the good. So keep that in your mind. Let's, let's see if we do a little entertaining with uh, daughter Israel. She said, Sarah, you know, I'm going I'm to give it all I got. I'm going to holler in that microphone. And that's all you folks do. Uh, so Israel, daughter of Israel, daughter of Israel. Hallelujah. Yaqua, bless you, Seer, um, is Seer of Israel. Seer of Israel of C Royal.
because it's about you give a pass to help your loved ones that you have already on the table. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this word, daughter. Let's go, let me show you something about this word in, a, in the book of Luke chapter 1. Let's, I'm going to show you something. Why it's very important to have the baby's clothes by when the word goes out. We're going to get a case in point there, daughter. We're going to get a case in point about a baby being clothed by and uh, when the word goes out. Let's see. We're going to Luke chapter 1 there, daughter. Look what it says in verse number 36 and 37. What do it say? Luke, Luke one. chapter 1, verse 36. And behold, thy cousin, Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Mm-hmm. Verse 37. What happened? What happened? Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with Yahweh, nothing shall be impossible. You try to believe that. And when Yahweh is nothing impossible, he can take, he can take, he can take daughter of Israel. And if daughter of Israel swing hard enough, is daughter, this ain't about no seniority. This is like you can't get Yahweh's business. Yahweh, you know, he about his business. He about his business until he come back and get it from Judah. So I got it now, Judah. You know, take care of business. So we got to be about his business. So what happened next in verse 38? Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handman of Yahweh, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mm, handmaid. She said, I'm the handmaid. Angel left. She said, Go and take care of what you got to do. And uh, then, what, then, what, then what, did she, what did she do in verse 39 after the angel left her? What did she do in verse 39 there, daughter? Luke chapter 1, verse 39. And Mary arose days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. You said, no, I was from the city of Judah, but that's what she are. She's from the tribe of Judah, so everybody go back to their own land. Now, I got a precept that she's from the tribe of Judah. So... So Mary was from the tribe of Judah, and uh, matter of fact, what did Judah look like, uh, daughter? In Jeremiah fourteen verse two, what did what did what do the tribe of Judah look like? What do Mary look like? According to fourteen verse two, what she look like? See, we doing some investigating detective work too. So you know they got Mary as a pale, high, brown-skinned woman. And, and, and you know, a lot of them go, they spend a lot of money to go out there and, and watch the statue cry. See? That's paganism. Mary ain't no high brown skinned woman. She's from the tribe of Judah. What did Judah look like in Jeremiah 14, verse 2 there? Yo, what did it look like? I'm flipping through the pages here. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah, well, 14, verse 2. What did it look like? What did Judah look like according to it? Jeremiah 14, verse 2. What did it look like, though? Jeremiah, chapter 14, verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates 
thereof languish. They are black unto the ground, and they cry of Jerusalem is gone up. Now, now Jerusalem means Judah. Jerusalem means Judah. So the color of Judah, the people of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, uh, a daughter. What color are they according to 14 verse 2? What color they are they? are black to the ground. They black to the ground. They black. These black folks. So if you go and look at some pagan statues and stuff like that with the pagans anyway, and they ain't black, you, you know, you're supposed to be dealing with those statues, period. But since you're going to deal with them, they're supposed to be black. You're supposed to go and see no pale, no pale statues nowhere, no pale pictures. The people that buy them, they black folks. Black folks. Okay. Let's get back to this in verse number 40. Luke 1, verse 40. What happened in 1, verse 40? Luke 1, 40. Sir, can you repeat that? Luke chapter 1, verse 40. We're going back to, now we know Mary is a black woman. So now what, what does she do in verse 40? Luke 1, 40. What you do in 1, 40 there, Doris? Luke 1, verse 40. What she do? What do you WCC, I can't hear daughter's microphone. What's going on, daughter's microphone? Uh, Sierra, she might have to reboot and come back into the room. Our microphone is, uh, we have lost transmission of our microphone. Hey, daughter, you, you have to, according to WCC, we're a council church that you got to re, re, reboot and come back into the room. You got to leave the room and come back. That's all you got to do. Sierra, I'm ready. Better I'm not. ready, Sierra. Okay. All right. Well, what do you say? One verse four. Luke chapter one, verse 40. It says, and entered into the house of Zacharias. Is it Zacharias? Yes. And saluted Elizabeth. Uh, so she went into the house of um, Zachariah as she uh, saluted Elizabeth, her cousin. What happened in verse 41? Luke chapter 1, verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the righteous spirit. See that? So there, right there. So, so you want to know when you start putting the word of Yahweh in the womb, the minute of conception, whatever word it is, what that word called, what that word called again, our uh, daughter, the minute you get pregnant, okay, the minute you get pregnant, you put the word of Yahweh in it because the baby be hearing, they hear the word of Yahweh even on that same day. There or there. The baby leaps in the womb. That's why it's very important to to be in a Jotwadi situation. Because the baby in the womb see all that 
bull jive, all they can hear the word of Yahweh too. So if you can remember, even pregnant, always put yourself in a in a situation where the womb be hearing the word of Yahweh. Now this Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And the babe leaked in her womb. You know what? Because the baby hear the word of Yahweh in the womb. That's why you gotta make sure the young babies hear the word of Yahweh when they get off in them preschool. They got when they eat some preschool, they gotta be already knowing that the word is that this man name is Yahweh, not Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah. They gotta know that. Because they because they don't. That's why we can set up big banquet halls, schools, radio stations, and we're going to get the babies right out of the womb and let them know. Right out of campus, I mean. And listen, the man up up, up, up in the way, name is Yahweh, four letters, Y-H-W-A, Lord God, Jesus, Jehovah, and Allah is pagan words. Them pagan words will get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. Yeah. Name is Yahweh, Y-H-W-A. And, and look what it says about this Yahweh um, in 116, verse 13 of, of Psalms there, daughter. Hey, daughter, in Psalm, write it down first. 116, verse 13. Then look in your index and see in your Bible. Let's see what he says about this Yahweh. Angel came out of here. All right. Angel, the angel came out of heaven and looked David eyeball to eyeball in one sixteen thirteen, and he said something to him. What what he said though? One sixteen thirteen. What he said one sixteen thirteen there, daughter. Psalms chapter 116, verse 13. I will take the cup of the salvation and call upon the name of Yahweh. Uh, how, how many letters is that, daughter? How many letters is that, Yahweh is? Four letters, dear. Y-H-W-A. Y-H-W-A. Four letters. Four letters. That's it. You can't call them no sharp Yah, no Yahweh. Four letters. Y-H-W-A from the time of... 4004 to 96 AD, it wasn't no vowel points to the 6th century to the 9th century. It wasn't no A and E. In the original Semitic language, alphabet, 22 alphabet, they got no A and no E. All that was brought into the 6th century to the 9th century by Esau and his five sons. Translated day after white man and white woman. They gave you that A and E. But then Peter and 16th uh, chapter, daughter, Peter in the 16th chapter says something. And uh, the son looked Peter eyeball to eyeball in Matthew chapter 16, daughter. And what he said to him in verse 17. Going to Matthew chapter 16. Now, Yahweh the son, get ready to talk to Peter and looked him eyeball to eyeball and said, what? In 1617. Hey, what did he say there, 
What does it say in Matthew 16, verse 17? Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. What does it say there, daughter? Now, um, I'll still the J.S. Israelite. Now, you, you see what, what's got to be done now. So whenever you get ready, Hallelujah, I'm ready. Holler that microphone that took the J.S. Israel. Let those see or know. When you're ready to holler that microphone and say, I'm ready to holler that microphone too. I mean, you need to warm up. That's what you got to do. Gotta get the warm up. And uh Sister BSJ Israel, gotta get the warm up. Gotta hold this microphone a little bit. Let's let's see what the mugs sound like on the on this national radio station. Having to hold that microphone every now and then. Holding that microphone. Matthew chapter sixteen, verse seventeen says what? And Yahweh answered and said unto him, Bless art thou, Simon, B-A-R, for flesh and blood Jones. hath not revealed. Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. What what did his father tell him, tell Peter in verse 16? What did he tell him in verse 16? 16, verse 16. And Simon answered, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Yahweh, the son of the living father. The living Yahweh, the father. He said, I didn't tell you that. Is my father talk to you. My father knocked me out the way he took care of you. So Peter, when Peter talked, and Peter talked, he looked up. Because Yahweh the Father said, look here, let me, let me work with him. I'm going to work with old Peter. And matter of fact, since he said that, daughter, so he said, 2 verse 1, let's read a bit. Let's see what he told Peter. Remember, the father himself is working with Peter. Now, don't forget that. The Father himself is working with Peter. Now, what he says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Let's read a little bit, daughter. Let's see what was said to Peter. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Let's analyze what Peter learned from the Father. 1 Peter 1, 1. Let's read a little bit. Let's see what's going on there, daughter. 1, 1. First Peter chapter one verse one. Peter, an apostle of Yahweh the Son, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Cappadocia, Asia, and beneath beneath. D I C A. Yeah, Benicia. So, so he writes to all. So Peter is writing to all the strangers scattered into the land. And strangers come out is children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, children of Israel. So he writes to all the strangers. What he said to him in verse two. What he said to all the strangers that those. 
First Peter chapter one verse two. Elect according to the foreknowledge of Yahweh the Father through sanctification, sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahweh the Son. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So Peter is right to who told him? The elect. He's right to the elect. Now, see, that's a big talk here. Now, see, daughter, see, this is where, you, this is where you, the precepts come in, daughter. Now, we, now so now we read the, when you read the book of Peter, how he writes to the elect. So now, let's precept there to find out, well, who is this elect that he's writing to? The elect. Well, who, who is this? Let's, uh, put your marker there, uh, you know, cut you out a couple of markers there, and you might be back there, but we'll find out who is these elect that he's writing to, the elect. Let's look at um, Isaiah 45, verse 4. Stop, daughter. Who is these elect that he writes to? He called a whole lot of names out. Oh, he did. But did he tie them all in? And say, I'm right to the elect. So he calling. So what what he doing? He calling. Um, let's see. See what he say here. Let's just go see and investigate that a little bit. Detective work on this. What do he say? He says in First Peter one one, and Peter, apostle of Yahweh the Son, to the strangers scattered. Do our Pontus, Galatians, Cappadocia, and Asia, and well, whatever I said. Good. Verse two. The elect, according to the full knowledge of Yahweh the Father. So this is the full knowledge of Yahweh the Father. But who is this elect? Hey, hey dog, who the elect in? 45, verse 4 of Isaiah. Who the elect is? Come on. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 4. For Jacob, my servant's sake in Israel, mine elect. I have even Good. called, I have even called thee Good. by thy name. I have surnamed thee. Mm-hmm. So, daughter, Jacob. Verse, who are these elect? So who are the elect according to that verse you read now? Who are the elect? Israel. You see that? So when Peter was, was talking about the elect, there was often all these old countries talking about who, according to 45 verse 4. Who is he writing to? Although they're in that land, all these names we had, we, we heard, all these names in Asia, Galatia, Capabal, the Pontus, in all the lands. But who is he? Who is these elect daughter? According to forty-five verse four, he writing to. Hallelujah, Washir, Israel. Israel. You see that daughter? They jumped on me and grabbed his book. And because of all these lands there, but he's writing to the Israel, the Israelites is in that land. So he sent over there to to forewarn them about where you have fallen from, 
and how to get back on your feet. You like right now. We off in America. We Israelites in America. You got some Israelites over in Russia. You got some Israelites parts of the world. That don't mean you're writing to no other people. You're writing to the Israelites is in these areas. Because we are a scattered people with no identity. We think we African Americans and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. That's what we think we are. Because because you got to be taught that when you call yourself a Mexican, it's just like we call ourselves uh, African American Negro. That's paganism. That's not who we are. That's not our Yahweh name he gave us. But he told us, he, he told us, plainly, put him over there, daughter. Hey, daughter, put him over there for a minute. Put him over there and be there. And we're going to 2837 of the book, um, Deuteronomy. 2837. Let's roll that for a minute, dog. Let's see what, what he said going to happen to us. And it's 2837. 37. What is going to happen up, though? Deuteronomy 28, 37. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. Yahweh shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smited before thy face. Hold on, daughter. Hold on. 37. 37. 37. Deuteronomy. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Deuteronomy. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Uh-huh. Write down thirty-seven. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse, and thou mm-hmm. shalt become an astonishment, mm-hmm. a proverb, and a byword among. All nations, whether Yahweh shall lead you. You see that? There was already prophesied, daughter. The children of Israel is going to lose their biblical name and become a proverb and a byword among all nations. So that's the that's, look for the Israelites today. You look for them being a proverb and a byword. They're gonna be they're gonna, they're gonna be called, they're gonna be proud of being an African American Negro, proud of being a Mexican, Puerto Rican, huh? Indian. They're gonna be, be proud to be an Indian or Mexican, Puerto Rican, Latino, African American Negro. They're gonna be more proud of as being a Christian than a Yahweh name that he gave them. So it's all the problems I don't have to do So if you look for the, the true Israel, Israelites, you got to find out who fit that. Fit that that don't, that don't know where they're from. Who fit that? The African-American and Negro. Hey, where are you from, African-American Negro? I'm from Arkansas. See We're in bad shape. But we got a lot of work to do, daughter. So Paul was, so Peter was over in all them, these strange lands of Europe. Let's, go, let's come back to now. Now we know what's going on. Now come on back to that first Peter, chapter 1, verse 2. Now we know 
is looking for them scattered Israelites to have no knowledge of themselves. To remind them it's time for some full knowledge of Yahweh the Father throughout sanctification and the spirit of obedience and the sprinkling of blood. Yahweh the Son, grace be unto you and peace be multiplied. So now, yeah, he comes with good talk to him now. You got the attention, daughter. Now, what is that in verse 3? 1 Peter 1, verse 3. What is that in verse 3, daughter? 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Blessed be Yahweh and Father of our Yahweh, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Yahweh the Son from the dead. And that's how I got it back. When the Son, when the Son died, Father raised him back up. So you no longer kill animals, you got to repent now. See, he, 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 he got us again by a lively hope. So where's the, where's the precept on what happened, daughter? See, what happened in Isaiah 53, daughter, this is a good talk right here. See, we, we was um, got by a lively hope by the resurrection of Yahweh the Son from the dead. Now, this has been prophesied somewhere, daughter. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Let's see where all this good talk coming from. You told the seer exactly when my boy come into this world that he gonna, he gonna get hit in the mouth, they gonna deliver him up, but I'm gonna take care. So in Isaiah 53 there, daughter, we're going to Isaiah 53, and we're going to take a look at something in Isaiah 53. Let's find out in the prophecy about, about him coming. Because you tell this boy, look here, you want to go down there, but I ain't going down there. You got to give your life up for them 12 tribes of Israel. You got to give your life up. You told Isaiah about it. In the fifty-third chapter of Isaiah, daughter, what he said that we can that we can read in verse number five, and we will take it on down to verse number three. Let's take our time and take a look at this. We got plenty of time because right now we don't know how slick they're doing on the international side, but I mean, I mean on the left side, what they'll do? They tell them, look here, we we won't let them come in the room. That's what we would do. All the ones that going to read, we, we can, we can cut, cut them off and come in the room. See? So you don't know what they're doing. They're doing their job. We got to do ours. So now in the 53rd chapter there, daughter, of Isaiah, picking the verse number five, let's read a little bit. Let's see what he's saying. No, I'll tell you what. Isaiah chapter 53. Pick verse four. Let's make it sound good. Take your time to get verse four. We'll read a bit from verse 4. What happened? Hallelujah, 
Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem his striking, smitten of Yahweh, and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised and our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And Yahweh hath laid on him the equanimity of all of us. Verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears. Is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Eight. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he striking. Verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10. Yet it pleased Yahweh to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of his and the pleasure of Yahweh shall prosper in his hands. Verse 11. He shall see of all travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their inquities. Verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercision for the transgressors. Intercession. So now in verse 12, let me tell you a little bit in verse 12. So now this is in verse number 11. And he should, he should see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous servant justify many. Now, that's a big topic there, though. My righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquity means sin. But he's doing it for the righteous um, daughter. See, you got to be clear when you speak to the young ones, that 
He is about the righteous servant. Now, we want to preach up there and see how you be righteous, daughter. So they, got him, they got him coming down and taking care of everybody. No, 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 no. Till I hear him. He come and take care of the righteous. Let's find out what the biblical definition of being righteous, daughter. We're going to 625 of Deuteronomy. He's coming back here to put a marker there. He's coming back there. Now, we're going to take a look at this right here, because I'll be reading verse 11 while you find Deuteronomy 625. I'll read verse 11 again. It says, and he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many? See, see this thing, this thing about the righteous servant justify many. So how you be righteous? Let's see, by sitting on the dock of the bay. This is big business right here. So we need to find out because he died for the righteous. So now let's find out what's the biblical definition of being righteous, that daughter. And 625 Deuteronomy is what it say. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness. If we observe to do all these commandments before Yahweh as he hath commanded us. Mm-hmm. So daughter, what is our so what is our righteousness? How do we be righteous according to six twenty five? What do we gotta do? We have to observe and do all these commandments before Yahweh. Oh, oh. So that's that's what he's trying to tell you. If you're not keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments, he didn't die for you. You gotta be keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments. He died for the ones that's keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. But folks, you didn't know this. Did he got something for you? Let's go to Acts three nineteen. Don't know what he he left you out called. He left you out called to do. Let's go to Acts three nineteen. Do what you do. If um, you didn't know that he didn't die for the world, he died for the righteous. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what what do I supposed to do behind that? He got it written. What are you supposed to do? And Acts three nineteen. Hey daughter, you got to read what we got to do. Write it down first, daughter. We got plenty of time, daughter. I'm I'm loving enjoying every minute of this. Just write it down. Acts three nineteen first. Just write it down. The angle turn to we got printed. Hallelujah, I'm there, sir. Hallelujah, Hey, what it say? Hey, daughter, did you write it down? Hey, daughter, did you write I'm it down? I'm in the book of Acts, Acts, chapter three, verse nineteen. Okay, good. Hold on, daughter. I know that, but do you got your papers to write them verses down? I got all these verses you done told me, Sierra, right. since I done got on this microphone. That's right. That's good. So what you do, you tell you tell the sweet one, look here, now look here. We're gonna go over this lesson now. We're gonna we gonna go over some of these lessons now that I got on this paper. And I don't know what you get out of this out of this work. So let me tell old better half, look here. We're gonna go over a couple of these old verses on there that I got on this paper, you tell me. What you think about these verses that we hear? See? So now, 
What you getting ready to read? 319. I'm getting ready to read Acts 3, verse 19. Repeat, yay. Repent, you therefore, and be convinced and be converted, converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the of the Yaqua. Yaqua? Now, let's, let's get a precept added. 
Brother David, let's get a precept on that. Let's turn to the second chapter. Um, hey, daughter. That's glad, baby. We turn to the second chapter. All right. Let's get a precept on that. Let's let, let grandbaby do some more reading. You know what we're trying to do? Listen, we're trying to do one thing. The elders need to come to a school of Yahweh's bosses of the children's life before they shut them down. They need to come to the school. Because you've been thinking all your life about paying your tithe, free will, off and donations. That's going to get you into the kingdom. No. You want what you have really did according to Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. Now, don't read that. I know Zambay is going to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 37, down to verse number 40. Zambay is going to read that. I want you to read, hey, daughter, I want you to read Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. Then we get back to Zambay. Let's uh see get, get what you undid. All your life, get what you undid. Isaiah fifty five, one, two, and three. What is that at dollar? Hallelujah, Sarah. I'm getting there. And while she's getting there, and that's why I'm saying it's so important for those that get in where you fit in at. Whatever Yahweh bless you at to do, then do it. What you doing it for? You're doing for those that come after you. When you stand before this man, he'll ask you one thing. And we're going to read that later on. In second Ezra, I'm going to make a note of it. Nine verse seven. He's going to ask you, why should I save you? Where your work's at? Well, no, I was all about myself. Okay, good. I'm all about burning you in the fire too. And that's nine of seven through 13. We're going to read that later on, daughter. I'll read that a little bit later. Hallelujah, I'm in Isaiah right, chapter 55. One, two, and three. Verse one. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come you to the waters. And he that hath no money, come you, buy and eat. Yeah, come buy wine and milk without money. And without price. Verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is is not bread, and your labor for that which sanctifieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat you that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3. Incline your ear. And come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercy of David. You see that? You see, you've been spending your money, but that was not bread. And you laid in your time. You've been over there in the Jehovah Witnesses um, uh, camp. You've been in the Lord God and Jesus Christian camp. You don't spend spending your money, but that was not bread. You know what you've been doing? You're all up in the Roman Catholic Church with all them pagan statues everywhere. Pale red statues. Your money, but that was not bread. And you don't labor for it, and the man going to tell you. 
And then would I confess unto them that kept Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah. Sunday worshiping. I never knew you. Depart from me. You that were sin. Now, Doug, what is the Bible definition of sin in First John on the right side of the book, chapter 3, verse 4? So how do you how do we know when we sin in daughter? Well let's precept that the first John on the right side of the book. Chapter three, verse four. Let's look at the Bible definition of sin. Sin is not smoking and drinking, that's bad for your health. Wearing short dresses. That's just uh good for the deacons to watch you when you catch the Holy Ghost when you fall out all out of them churches. You big deacons jumping peace. That's a that's a repeating bug. You can see, you know that ain't that ain't gonna get you on the bottom leg of fire. What's gonna get you thrown in the bottom leg of fire? I'm there. So we can read now the Bible definition of sin. Here is the Bible definition of sin. Look in the mirror and tell me, are you doing a, are you doing, are you sinning against your mighty one? And First John three verse four. What is that, daughter? First John three chapter three verse four. Whosoever committeth sin transgress transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Sin. The Bible definition of sin is breaking the laws, statutes, and commands. Are you sinning? That means you breaking the laws, statutes, and the commandments. The Bible definition of sin. When you go on to worship him on Sunday, Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah, you are sinning. That's sin. He tells you what day to worship him. My fact. The big dignitary can tell you. You know, she got caught up. Watch the big dignitary, what she said. He was trying to school the big dignitary. Let's see how she, if she come clean. What she say? The big dignitary. For your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off. Yeah. Which, may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit more of this. Let's hear a little bit more of this conversation. I want to hear a little bit more of this. A little bit more. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm-hmm. in your pursuit of perfection with God? <laughs> what, 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 what are um, you? I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. And what um, does that mean? Seventh-day Adventist is a Christian denomination. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we believe is observing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a young child, you know, being brought up, I was always brought up with Sabbath observance. 
So Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown, as mentioned in the Ten Commandments, remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Uh, and then also Jesus uh, observes Sabbath as well. Yeah. So it's one day where I don't check my emails, I don't respond to work calls, I don't read From Friday night. Friday night sundown. Sundown. To Saturday Friday. night sundown. Yeah. No work. You don't check your emails. No. That's, that's, like, a, there's a function. That's, a, that's like against the commandment of Hollywood, that thou shalt carry thy Blackberry at all times. But you know what? Here's the yes. thing. When you set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up front. Up front. Here's what my commitment is. So we all agree. I love this, Before we even take the job or go yeah. down the road. Yeah. Here's the commitment. Yeah. Are we all agreeing this is okay? Mm -hmm. So then all I have to do is just make sure I keep the commitment. Yeah. Because the moment I break it yes. is the moment they realize, oh, well, he wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. But for me, Sabbath is a time to recharge. It's a time to rest. It's a time to spend time with my family. Uh, it's a time to spiritually reconnect. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. What is interesting is that you allow your faith, yeah. your belief in God, to be at the forefront of who you are yeah. in a place where most of us, and you even say in the book, I remember when I said to my father, uh, I was like 13, 14, that I, I'm going to be an actress no daughter of mine is going to be going out to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, boy. Sodom and Gomorrah. You know the line. Sodom yes. and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, right. So you're living in what a lot of certainly traditional Christian people see yeah. Hollywood as the land of everything but following the path of, of your faith. How, how, how do you make it out there? <laughs> well, you make it by being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And like literally for your, for your first job, may I, sorry yeah, to interrupt, okay. for your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. And what happened was it was. Were you scared to say that? Yeah, I was scared. It didn't. It wasn't intentional. Like you, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. But I'm there in the interview. Yes. And God starts to literally. It feels like He's speaking to me. You know, because she, everything goes great. I feel like okay, yeah, I got this in the bag. You know, how you just go in and you, you yeah, land. Hey, it's God. all good. But at the end of the interview, it was like God was saying, "Tell her about the Sabbath." And I'm like. No, I'll tell her after I get the internship. <laughs> after I get the <laughs> job, I get what I want. I'll tell them. Right. Yeah. But he said, no, be obedient. And so I said, man, all right, well, here's the thing. I can't take this internship if I have to work Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown because I observe the Sabbath. And she was quiet. And then after a moment, she said, don't worry, work around that. And I said, hallelujah. And what it did was wow. it gave me confidence that if I embrace who I am, wow. it will open doors, not shut them. Also, that's really big. Hold that a moment. Pause. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> okay, good. Go ahead. <laughs> but also thinking about doors, right? Yeah. If your faith won't fit in the door that opens, yeah. then I argue do not walk through that door. The door that God Whoa, has opened boy, for you will fit your faith. That's a, such a tweet, tweet. I have to take a break. <laughs> I, have to, I have to take a break and tweet that myself. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. So you see... That's why I, 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 I know 
he called a pagan name, but and by now he don't correct some pagan name. See, the seventh day is what was created, the seventh day. You know what I'm saying, so about the seventh day. Matter of fact, I gotta get a precept on it. Let me, let me show you something more. Let me give you a precept on it. How it's so important to keep Friday night to Saturday night. Let me give you a precept on that. See, Oprah Winfrey, a big dignitary, she she said she was corrected. But you got some is hell bound and just think it's not going to be corrected. And they're just going to be delivered up. When you're doing Sunday, you're doing the wrong day. Now I'm going to show you something that he said. Um, I'm struggling right now, daughter. Although we're gonna bring grandbaby on shortly. Get ready, grandbaby. Be be on a few more minutes. I wanna take care of a little this a little this for a minute. And in the book, um what I want. I want a statement, daughter. Let's go to the book of Luke. I'm struggling right now. But I want no, make that Mark. Make that a book of Mark, daughter. Mark chapter two, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Let's see what it says in Mark chapter two, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Mark chapter two, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Let's see what it says, daughter. Hallelujah, there. I'm turning the pages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark 2, 27 and 28. Hallelujah. I'm in the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 27. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Verse 28. Therefore, the Son of Man is Yahweh, also of the Sabbath. So, the Bible, Yahweh, he, he Yahweh of the Sabbath. He ain't no Yahweh of Sunday. Sunday, he, he, Sunday, he, he, you just spend your mind for that, but not good. Sunday, he is wrong. He's Yahweh of the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day is. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. You see it right here. Read verse 20 again, that daughter. 20 again. Mark chapter 2, verse 28. Therefore, the Son of Man is Yahweh, also of the Sabbath. Of the Sabbath. You know what the Sabbath day is? Yahweh of the Sabbath day. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. 
Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Mm-hmm. So, um, you see what happened? Now, look at what the CC just said. Now, see this is just embarrassed all the national Latif Sunday. We're going gonna to mute daughter. Daughter is still reading for tonight. We're not going to listen to grandbaby. We're going to mute her out, too. Ain't that something? You see this, right? Daughter ain't gonna read no more, and grandbaby ain't gonna read no more. Why? Because this is my radio station, not yours. Ain't that something? So, so right now we find out now that uh, see you on, you only on for the rest of this broadcast because daughter been muted out the broadcast, and I and you're not hear my eight year old grandbaby. Read some old verses with some yaquiet. Because the big digging theory say they do they gonna be nuked out. M U T E for the nice broadcast. Now, that's why we keep telling you see radio. It's time for us to get our own. Why? We're gonna continue to get our back beat. We gotta have our own. We gotta grow our own food. Help us help you. You see? You see, I have my, my daughter on and my grandbaby. Reading his Bible. Struggling big time with grandbaby hollering in the microphone. She's giving her a holler again. But look at the big dignitary say. She's the way by yourself. And I might cut you off too. Well, that's up to you. So in Matthews, in the book of Matthews, I want to get a precept on that. Let me go back to that. And Matthew 12, verse 9. I'll get a precept on that. 12, verse 9. 12, verse 9 says. 12, verse 8. Let me say, precept. 12, verse 8. The Son of Man is Y-H-W-A, even of the Sabbath day. So what day you worship the man up in the hell? The Father and the Son on the Sabbath day. Sunday on Friday, Sunday on Saturday. What day you worship on? Sunday, 9 o'clock in the morning. Huh? 9 o'clock in the morning, you're going to some uh, Catholic uh, church on Sunday. You're wasting your time. They got to do with the Bible. I'll tell you what, when you go to leave the Bible at home, you don't need no Bible with you. Where would you go? Why would you take a sundown Friday? Sundown Saturday Bible to a pagan Sunday place anyway. Why do you do it anyway? That's disrespect. Yahweh says in 12 verse number 8 of Matthew, I read, and it's in red. For, Yah, for the Son of Man is the four letters Yahweh even of the Sabbath day. Sabbath day is sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. 
forget. That's the only blessed day in the Bible. See, you spend your money, but that was not bread. Now I'm going to go back to that seventh chapter. And he says something in the seventh chapter that I want to I wanna take care of my daughter and grandbaby. But uh, since you want to really nuke them out the broadcast, you know, it's your radio station. So now, um, back in the book of Matthew 7, go back with that verse 2 he said again. He says in Matthew 7, verse 21, he said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Yahweh, Yahweh, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is heaven. Because you got to do his will. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What is his will? That we can read. I mean, you know, I don't know a lot of people come up with a whole lot of statements about his will. But no, no, no. We don't, we don't work like that. His will, you want to read his will, right? Let's find the biblical definition of Yahweh's will. He says, the one that's going to get to the kingdom of heaven is by doing his will. Okay. Let's precept that to Psalm 40, verse 8. Let's find out what is his will. We are saying your will. But what is the Bible's will? The Bible's will. It's going to 40, verse 8. You, you want to know how, how I want to get eternal life, okay? Then you got to be doing his will then. If you want to get a paycheck, from week to week or every two weeks, don't you got to do the, 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 the boss man will? Come to work and put your hours in? You want a paycheck, right? Then you, you, then you're taking a paycheck. Hey, listen, Mr. Boss man, I'm putting my 40 hours in. I'm taking a paycheck. Okay. You want to know Yahweh's will to get eternal life? 40 verse 8. That's what you say. Psalm 40 verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O my Yahweh, yea, the law, that is in commandments, is within my mind. So what is his will? To get to the kingdom you tell my getting to? You got to do his will. His will is keeping law, statutes, and commandments. You're not keeping them law, statutes, and commandments, keeping Sunday. Come the Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah. You're not keeping his will. It's not going to burn you in the fire. His will is him. The angel came from heaven and, and said to David in 1000 B.C., Hey, David, you want to know what, what Yahweh's will is? He said, yes. He said, David said, I delight to do thy will, O my Yahweh, yea. Thy law, statutes, and commandments is within my mind. So you are you got to look at yourself. And is you doing well? How are you doing well? You're not keeping Friday night, Saturday night. Huh? You chug it all over time and get your hand on. You gotta keep his will. His will is keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments. Do you know we told Isaiah to write in forty verse eight? Do you know what that WCC? What what is? What let's turn and see. Isaiah forty verse eight. 
That's trying to say. And 40, verse 8, says there, Isaiah 40, verse 8. He says, the grass withers, the flowers, the flowers fade. But the word of our Yahweh shall stand forever. See that? So what's going to stand? His word. So are you doing his will? You doing a Constantine 321 AD? He struck down the Sabbath day and told you how to do Sunday. Matter of fact, he offered you a trinity. He offered you three things. If he kept you, in 321 A.D., put he put out a trinity. He says, three things that I won't see done. If you kept anybody's teaching on a long day, or medicine on a long day, give them number one. That means go up your way at the roster and hit them in the mouth. Two, you come back and see it again, imprisonment. Bring them out, drag them, and put them in jail. Two. You let them out of jail, they're still doing it. Third, kill them. Yeah. There go your trinity of the Bible. Pain, imprisonment, or death. There go your pain. Now let's get a precept on that. Let's go to the, let's get a precept on that. We're going to book of Maccabees. Now, once the children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon had lost their position, they lost their position, see, right? The white man and the white woman, yeah, took over the land. And so now, they took over the land. Now, we're going to see what happened. It's written in the Apocryphal. Book they take it out in the 1800 by the Protestant Church that revoked against the Catholic Church. Took out 14 books. So I'm going to um, I'm going to the sixth chapter. I'm going to the sixth chapter. I want to check out something. Sixth chapter. My second Ezra. Chapter six. See, after, after, after my grandbaby done a good read, I'm not happy anyway. I, I can take it all the way in. I mean, this is what I do. You know, they got me out there saying, uh, oh, see, you ain't you out there um, writing bad checks and driving cars and driving boats? No, no, no I ain't doing nothing. I'm doing Yahweh's business. And as you know, Everything that you accuse those theater of is always on days that I'm on the radio, especially on Saturday. I don't care what's got going on Saturday. I'm keeping Saturday. Hey, can you? No, no, not on Saturday. I ain't hearing that. On the Saturday, I'm going to keep Yahweh's Saturday. I'm not going to be no hypocrite. I'm not going to be doing nothing on Saturday but keeping Yahweh's Saturday. Saturday. Sundown on Friday, Sundown on Saturday. That's all I need about. Yahweh's Saturday. I'm not going to be out there riding around uh, 
kind of be out into all kind of wickedness. No, I don't do that. I'm about this man's business. That's what I'm about. Yaquah's business. I don't care what you got going on seven days. I I hear it. Now when the seven days over, now in the town Yaquah, after the seven days, not to tell tell those that told to me. Yeah, okay, that sounds good to me. The way after the seven day over it. Okay, sounds good to me after the seven day. Why can't you take care of now? Because this is Yahweh's time. That's why. I'm not going to be nobody's hypocrite. I'm getting my Friday night, Saturday night out the way. Because, you know, they, they got a verse. You know the reason why I got to get out the right? Make, make, before I read your second Ezra 6 1, let me show you why I got to keep the seven days. Let me show you why by going to um, the book of Acts 13. Let me tell you why I got to keep seven days. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. Let me show you why those fears I keep the seven days. Acts chapter, yeah, call me you want. Call me if you want. Come on. Oh, can I? No, not on seven days. I ain't hearing that. The seven days over it. You're not going to take a look at whatever you want me to take a look at. After the seven days. Let me show you why. Let's go on Acts 13, 26, and 27. Like, like I said, we're going to see what that says. Acts 13, 26, and 27. See what it says. Verse 26. Men, men, and brothers. Children of the stock, the bloodline of Abraham. And whosoever among you, the bloodline of Abraham, fear Yahweh, to you is this salvation sent. You see that? That's plain. The salvation is sent to the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Verse 27. For they that dwell at Judah and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the seer, which are read every Sabbath day. See, you got to hear the voice of the seer every Sabbath day. So how you hear the voice of the seer? He said, well, um, renting um, U-Haul trucks and driving. And I'm saying, that just wasn't making no sense. See, that's what I said. You just do Yahweh's business. Justice will stand because Yahweh is saying, if you got me right, I got you right. So the fear is not going to be out there driving nobody in trucks and vans trying to get a couple of tickets to the Holiday Inn and all. No, and basketball. No, 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 no. That don't work. I will be at the Sabbath day class. And you will hear the voice of a seer every Friday night and Saturday night. You will hear his voice. Why? Because this is my life. See, a den of yourself is going to be, because the biggest of yourself is when 
Esau, his five sons, came to America, uh, Father Christian Columbus, and Herman uh, Cortez, and turned them into Christians and speaking Spanish. They go, they go, getting off, dead after that. They was, let me show you something that's happened. Then was prophesied, they got, they got everybody cut off last night. That was reading. They told me you read for yourself. See, you got cut off. We got cut off last night. Also, for reading this verse right here, Ezekiel. Let's see what, what what got all of those on stage cut off yesterday. For reading this verse right here, Ezekiel thirty-six. Let's see what what got everybody cut off. Huh? Let's see. Well, what was said? What was so important on said? They got everybody cut off anyway. What? What? What do you even want the other people to hear? Over oh, uh, thirty-six verse one. Let's see. Let me let me break this verse down. Let's see. What was so important? You cut off everybody last night on the broadcast. What was so important about thirty-six chapter verse one? Let's see. 36 verse 1. You want Ezekiel. What was so important that you didn't want them to hear the 36 verse 1 last night? Maybe maybe old Sears can read it. I don't mind it. I mean, this is what I do. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm a pass ticket man's business. 36 1. Also, does says Yahweh prophesies unto the mountains of Israel, and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of Yahweh. Now listen. The mountains, you know where the mountains of Israel starts at? You know where the equator is? The equator, you look on the, around the equator. The center capital of the world, you go and get the Google map, look at, look at the equator. And it's around Kenya. It's around in an area called Kenya. That land that belongs to the children of Israel. And you know what? From 1500 miles from that point, it took you all the mountains heading all the way over to Mira to the uh, to the Atlantic Ocean, heading on over to the Pacific, heading on to Utah. Fifteen hundred miles. It goes fifteen hundred miles all the way all back to this pagan place you got you think there was that part you call the Middle East. All that was there was was, was Israelite land. Israelite land is 1,500 miles four directions. So these mountains of Israel, they told them fleeing to the mountains. When they say you, they were taking you from the west coast of Africa, no, no, no. That was the mountains of Israel. You go around Kenya, you see all the mountains in that area and all that. That's really around the equator, the center capital of the world. Then you go 1,500 miles four directions. That is the land of Israel. We got a lot of land. We don't know it. But when Yahweh come back, he's going to show it to you. Claim it. Because he's going he to bring a temple and sit it right down the 21st chapter of Revelation. And that temple is going to be 1,500 miles four directions. And you're going to find out everybody within them 1,500 miles got to back up a little bit. Your land goes from the center capital of the world to the business of 1,500 miles four directions. So the mountains uh, you call now over there in Kenya, 
and all the mares over there. Them mountains, that, that, was, that was Israel, Israelite land. That was Jesus' children of Israel. We don't know it, but we've never been taught nothing. They, they say they, they're taking it off the west coast of Africa. No, no. There wasn't no west coast of Africa started there. It started back, way back over. That was the, that was the mountains of Israel. But since you, you, you've been taught by the enemy, well, look what they said in verse 2. Ezekiel 36, verse 2. Thus says Yahweh, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient places are ours in a possession. You see what they say? You see what they say? The enemy said that. Who is this enemy said that? See, who is this enemy? Let's preach up that about who we talk about. The enemy said that. Let's run to the book of Esther. Find who the enemy is. Who is who is the children of Israel enemy? We're going to read out the book of Esther. The Bible tell you who the children of Israel enemy is. I don't say nothing. Huh? Let the Bible tell you. We're going to the book of Esther and see who the children of Israel enemy is. But Esther chapter 3, verse number 11. Verse 10. We're saying verse 10. Esther chapter 3, verse 10. Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, Judah's enemy. You see that? So you see who? Who Judah's enemy is? Haman. You know what Haman is? The son of Hamadot. Hamadot. Agagite. Judah's enemy. Yeah? Why is Haman Judah's enemy? What did he do? Let's see, let's see what makes him your enemy in verse 8. And Haman said unto the king, Hazareza, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all of the province of thy kingdom, king. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet suffer them. You see that? You see, you see what Haman said? He told the king, he said, certain people that are in your kingdom. And they lost statutes and commandments, told them from you. You want to keep sundown. They keep sundown. Friday. We try to establish Sunday, sun worship. He said, it's not fit for these people to live. These, these, are, these are talking about this money. He said, King, I, I, put, I put big money in your uh, treasure. And he you know, bewitched the king. Don't put big money in your treasure. He said, okay, take my ring and do so. Then what happened? 
what 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 did uh Haman the Agagite do? Agagite the sons of Esau and Esau, white man and white woman. What what did he do? Verse number eleven. And the king said unto Haman, The civil is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemed good unto thee. Twelve. Then was the king's tribe called on the thirteenth day of the first month. And there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king lieutenant and to the governor that was over the province, every province, and to the rulers of every people and every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language. In the name of King Hazareza was it written, and filled with the king's ring. Verse 13. And a letter was sent by Pope unto all the king's province to destroy, to kill, and to cause, and to cause, um, to all Jews, to cause to perish all Jews. This Levi and Simeon. To cause to perish all Jews. This is Levi and Simeon is in a province. Both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even unto the 13th day of the 12th month, which is Adolf, and to take the fall of them for a prey. Now we get to kill them, take everything they got, take it all. So Haman, he with the king, and it, and it was fit to kill you, Judah, Benjamin, Levi. That's why it's so important to understand about the women of the Bible. Women are very important about these Bible. See, women got to know their, their position, and they got a great position. So it was set to kill you. All. But in the book of Esther, chapter 2, chapter 4, see what happened behind this story. Now, Mordecai got wind of this thing, rent his clothes, and Mordecai said something. Now, Mordecai is a Benjamite up under the banner of Judah. Let's see what happens behind that. See, Yahweh, if you, when you do right, Yahweh can turn a curse into a blessing if you got to do right. Now, I'm going to go read the verse my, my granddaddy was getting ready to read. Before they cut my grandbaby off. Now, you know, it don't make me happy. But I know one thing is your radio station, so what? That's how you roll. You're going to show you ahead every chance you get. But my grandbaby could influence some other little grandbaby heard my grandbaby read, and then they'll get happy. They want to read. See that? That's contagious. Now, 
in the fourth chapter of the book of Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, particular verse 10. And Esther spake unto a text and gave him commandments unto Mordecai. Okay? Because Mordecai sent her to tell her something, but she got shaking the knees. She got a little shaking the knees. She got a little shaking the knees. Just go back and tell my daddy, my uncle daddy, something. Verse 11, 11. And all the king's servants and the peoples of the king's province do know that whomsoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king in the in king's court, who is not called, there is one law. To put him or her to death, except such of whom the king shall hold out his golden scepter, the staff, no? that he may live. But I have not seen called. I have not been called to come into the king these thirty days. So. You, so she, she say, they got they got one law. If you go vote out the king, and the king ain't called for you, you go right after the king anything. They have one need to purge the law of the king. So you tell Mordecai, I can't go, I can't go. He ain't called me. I can't do nothing. See, so you say, I can't do nothing. That that would, uh, she said. I can't do nothing. And he, took, he brought that message back to Mordecai. He said, I can't do nothing. Tell my dad I can't do nothing. Okay. Verse 12. And they told Mordecai Esther's word, Hamadoth. 13. Then Mordecai commanded Commanded to answer Esther. So he said, uh, Think not with thyself, think not with them thyself, that thou shalt escape in the king's palace more than all of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. 14. For if thou, although fool, thy peace at this time, then shall enlargement and deliverance arise to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, from another place. But thou and thy father's family shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou art come to the... Tell me, John, tell you. See, when you hear this word now, see, Roy, there's no asking why you hear this word right now. It's worth what you get in, where you fit in at. You can't be a word about entertainment. Oh, I like to see it entertain. No. When you hear this word now, you were born for these days. This is the reason why you were born. You weren't born to be no, uh, you know, snake dancer, cop dancer, Simon David Jr. skin and granite, and all that. You weren't born for that. You were born for these days here. This is where you need it. You need to be up on the 
Yahweh brought them to his right and the land was supposed to be doing for your family. Now when um, Esther got that message, let's see, did she get rebellious? And same thing about you. Once you hear the truth, you will get you will stay rebellious. You still you still gonna pay the steal no never mind? What's up to you? Verse 15. Then after baited them return Mordecai this for So she said, I'm a, I got an answer for him. Verse 16. Let's see what answer is. What answer? Verse 16. Go gather together all of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon that are present at Shushan. And fast ye for me. And fast for me. Okay. And neither eat nor drink three days, day or night. Fast. Don't eat nothing. Don't drink nothing for three days and three nights. And I also and my maids will fast likewise. And so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. I mean, if I die, I die. When it come down to Yahweh's business, whether I perish, I perish, or I die, I die. That's what you said. He said, look, I'm going to King. He was put in that position to be in a position to help deliver the children of Israel. So that's why it's so important to understand the same effort spirit is going to be in some woman it's going to come to us here and say, I'm with you. I'm ready to take care of this business. What kind of business? Yaqua's business. I don't care what the Christianity pastor say, the Jehovah's Witness pastor say, I'm ready to take care of some Yaqua's business. I'm ready to do all I can to take care of some Yaqua's business. See, I'm going to know who I'm talking by knowing this right here. Because there's going to be uh, the spirit of Esther. It's going to come before the church or before those fears. And how are they going to be thinking? Listen, I want to get in where I fit in at. I want to roll my sleeves up and get Yahweh's business taken care of. I don't know. I, I, just, I just want to do Yahweh's will. And fear going to know, hmm, that's not the spirit of Esther. All I want to do is Yahweh's business. Why I perish, why I perish. I know I'm going against my mama. My aunties and everybody, so they all keep telling me the Lord God and Jesus, and they eat that hog. I ain't eat no more hog. I ain't eat no more hog no more. That's the reason why we all sit today, eating all that hog, eating all them three main ingredients that they created, chicken, hog, and, and cow. You know what I mean? Why your health is bad? Look at the food you eat. Chicken. Cow and hog. These three meats, the children of Israel never had. They never had no chicken. You can read it out of the Bible. They never had no cow. You can read it out of the Bible. And they had no hog. You can read it out of the Bible. They were forbid to do that. They live a long time. They ain't have to have dog cook. As long as you eat that chicken, hog. Now you can look. I'm saying moderation, but you got to not get that job because I just took 
Now you got a big feast. Now they got chicken and, and beef ribs and all that. You got to understand one thing. It's a crapshoot. But you got to know how to get that garbage out of your system. That's all I'm saying. And how, how you get that garbage out of your system, you got to do what 129 and 31 tell you to do. Green food. Green food and chase it down with a with some water now. Plus that garbage out your system. That food, that chicken, cow, and hog is locked into your system and locking down. So keep that in your mind. I ain't saying not to eat it. I'm saying, I mean, if you want to help, you, you leave it alone at least 90 days. If you leave chicken, hog, and cow alone for 90 days, and you eat that green food, chase it down by some spring water, and if, if you even wheel a chair about, exercise in the chair, stretch out, push your legs out, do two minutes, build up from two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, until you build up to about an hour or so. Even in a wheelchair, do something, move your arms, blink your eyes, blink your eyes for a little, no, do something. Blink your eyes, can't move your neck, blink your eyes then. Kick your leg out. Sit in the chair, do something. You gotta exercise. You gotta exercise, you gotta leave that chicken, cow, hog, shrimp, lobster, Chinese food. Leave it on for 90 days. You know what will happen? I'm sure what happened in 90 days. Matter of fact, if you saw a thin sign in 10 days, you sure what happened. You're going to book a Jeremiah. You sure what happens if, if you leave that stuff alone each 10 days? Then, but if you do your whole 90 days, you're really in something. Let's see what happens. And in the book of Daniel, chapter 1, Let's see what he says. The king said in verse 3, And the king spake unto Ashkenaz, the master of the unit, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, the Israelites, and of the king's seed of the princes. Verse 4, Children who you know with no blemish and well-favored and skillful and all wisdom, cunning and knowledge and understanding signs and such have the ability to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning of the Chaldean tongue. Verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. And the wine as they drank and nourished them three years. That at the end of thereof, they might stand before the king. Okay? Children of Judah, Daniel, good. But Daniel said something to uh, them behind it. Okay. That's why I brought Daniel in favor. To the big dignitaries, verse 9, verse 10. 
Then the prince of the eunuch said unto Daniel, I fear Yahweh, the king, who have appointed your meat and your drink. For why can't you see your face worse than the children which are your sort? Then such that make me in danger of my head and the king. Verse number eleven. And Daniel said to Master, was the king unit still the king? Twelve. True, my thou servant, I beseech thee ten days, and let them give us fruits, best book, and take down some water mill and some spring water. Then let the continent, then let the continent be looked upon before thee. And the continent of the children that have at the portion of the king's meat. King's meat. The king's meat. Chicken, hog, and cow. And Chinese food. King's meat. So he considered to that, verse 14, and this matter and prove them can they. The end of ten days, their continent, that face, appeared fairer and fleshly, and they flushed fatter. The flesh then there, the children with it, the portion of the king's meat. He said, he said, the one that was eating the fruits, vegetables, wild milk, and the green food, Face most better and fresher and livelier. Then a big dignitary took away the portion of the king's meat and the wine that they should not drink and give it and gave them fruits, vegetables, green food. Yeah. So he took away that see what I'm saying now. You know, you know the reason why we, we Doc Cook got us down? You know we gotta have Doc Cook all the seeds out because what we put we some food. This is not your diet. They can eat all that bad they can eat all that food. Some shrimp, lobster, catfish, frog legs, octopus soup, a rattlesnake. They can eat all that stuff. But you can't children of Israel. That food is gonna keep you Always having a bottle of some kind of peel on your dress. You ain't got to go out like that. All you got to do is leave the kids meet alone and watch your body throw a human itself. Your body can heal itself. And you put the kids meat down, not let them tell you, but eat a small portion of bacon and egg. Eat a small portion of bacon, egg, and, and white bread with toast. No. Leave that stock bread alone. Leave them bacon and eggs alone. The children of Israel never in the Bible ate no bacon and no eggs. They ate nobody's eggs. 
They know not in the Bible you can read out of the King James Bible where children of Israel buck a couple of eggs and put it on and got it hot on that pot metal stove. They need that. They live much longer. They ain't have to see no Doc Cook. Put that stuff, put that stuff down that you can't read. They didn't eat no bacon and eggs or potatoes. They had two potatoes. Now the children of Israel is on record. One, you know, you know what the children of Israel did? That was already on the West Coast. You know what some of their famous meals were? Okay, we read a famous meal from the Bible, but we change them all. In First Kings 11, verse 5, let me show you what the children of Israel meal was. I mean, you want to make your better have a nice meal? Go to Numbers chapter 11, verse 5, let me show you how you make a good meal. We won't fall asleep on you. We're going to first Kings 11, verse 5. Let's see this thing. Let me get that. First Kings 11, verse 5. We remember fish. See? That, that fish that had fins and scales on it. We remember the fish that had fins and scales. We didn't eat in Egypt freely. The cucumber. Oh. So cucumber. It's something that you eat. Fish, cucumber, and a watermelon. Watermelon. Eat, eat that watermelon. See, we got to wait. We got to wait till the summertime to get a good watermelon. You know, that's why I keep saying. You see what you see what's going on today? You go in the wild. You go in the watermelon place. Anybody got a watermelon now? They got to cut off a quarter piece. How much that watermelon piece cost? Just as much as a whole watermelon in the summer, I'll be doggone. Well, we ain't got no truck so we can go and meet uh, those at the borderline and load the trucks up and bring the watermelons back and put it in the greenhouse. Why we ain't got that? Why? Why we got to wait three months to get a good watermelon? You know, watermelons clean out the system. Watermelon figs clean your system out. Grapes, watermelons, and blueberries. Blueberries make make sure that no one thing you eat. Figs, apples, apples, grape, blueberry, and take down some watermelon. Exercise. Exercise. I don't care if you're sitting in a wheelchair. Move your legs, move your eyebrows, back your eyes, do something, back your eyes in the chair, do something. I remember the watermelon and the leek. Now, I'm taking some out of the leek. This is another purifying food. You put that leek off into uh, in your good uh, uh, um, soup, yeah, and smell the place. Good, good. That leek. Get some leeks, cut up and put it in your food. And the onions and the garlic. Now you, now you got that old better half, you're a great meal. Now he ain't ready to fall asleep on you. But you're going you to give him all that starch food, rice and beans, rice and beans. Then tomorrow, well, I got my, I got my best gown on, and you, you lay over there sleep. And now you're mad at him. 
look at the food you gave me. That food was that gonna lay you down. Ain't no more brick food. Stick to your ribs, put you to sleep. You want that you want that man to stay up? Change his diet. To the Bible diet. Huh? Give this food. Now, nothing to the misery. Don't reference. To the misery is. Wherever they migrate to, you know, they made black eyed peas on plant uh they they planted black eyed peas. It was called the black eyed peas people. The black eyed peas now and the sweet potatoes. Oh my goodness. Black eyed peas and sweet potatoes. Now listen. You go in your computer, you mess around that one out thing. Understand something. Sweet potato. Throw away, you take the top off of it, skin, you throw it away. No, no. The skin is your medicine. The, the, the meat of it is the inside, but the medicine is the skin. No, don't throw away the skin. You clean the skin off and you bake it and you eat that skin. That's the medicine. That's, that's the devil. It's the medicine you need to help your body. Don't throw away this more. You make you making potato pies and all that stuff right now with the sweet potato pies and throwing away the, the, the coverings on no, the skin, no. No, no. Eat up that. Eat it up. That's your medicine. Same thing after Wildman. Way up, Mr. Wildman, down to where the point that is just um white part in the back. I'll throw that away. No. Put that in your blender. Blend up that white part and the green part. Put it in the blender. You know what that works on? The lower part of your body. Too much the lower part of your body. You see, you see a tingling in the lower part of your body. Otherwise, open up your blood system. A while ago, the white and the green, you put that in the blender. And you drink that. We know, well, you know, night, mommy, you know, when I come on at night, I'm going to be ready. So you know what you got to do? Yeah, I know what to do. I got to go get your, um, cut that wild enough down and put the white part and the green part in, in the refrigerator. Make sure it's nice and cold when you get in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, uh, then, then some furniture is going to be moved. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Go away. The white part of the wallet, put in your blender. That works. To, it's like uh, the mandrake. We talked about it in Genesis, and Solomon talked about the mandrake. It is it, 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 a fertilizer. It's a. It, it, if you gonna do something and make something come, that in nine months it be coming up. If you still got that, you know, woman still got, you know, doing the right thing. The mandrake, nice grass of watermelon juice with the white and the green back. Oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. But remember one thing. Okay, now, the devil, the devil get this now. In the book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 16, never forget this now. Okay, well, I'm telling you, it's good stuff. But never forget what Wisdom of Solomon 16, 12 says. 16 to 12. For it was neither the herbs of 
nor the mortifying plaster of them to help. But thy word, O Yahweh, will kill it all things. So, so you've got to have Yahweh down here. So now, Lord God, Jesus, Sunday, and all that, no. No, he just going to let you play, you know, never mind. Now you got to have Yahweh right. All we tell you about is keep your health together. You got to be about Yahweh's business. Because it tell you in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. What does it say? Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. What does it say? It says, verse 3, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to humble, and fed thee with the matter which thou knewest not. Neither did your father know that he did know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word proceed out of the mouth of the poor little man do man live. Verse 6. Therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments, laws, and statutes of Yahweh, walk in his ways, and to fear him. Verse 11. Beware that thou forget not Yahweh thy Yahweh and not keeping his law, statutes, and commandments, which I, com- which I commanded, which he and his judgment and his statutes, which I command thee this day. 718. And thou say in thy mind, my power, my might, my mind, my hand have got me this well. I'm the one put them 40 hours in. I'm the one done all that work. I'm the one got me the snow and, and done all that work. Verse 18. But thou can remember, Yahweh, thy Yahweh, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he has sworn unto thy father as it is his day. Keep down your mind. You, you, oh yeah, you want to go out there and put the 40 hours in. Huh? Yeah, you, you did. You put the 40 hours in. But Yahweh gave you the power to do it. So then, what did his, what did the people go, oh, what did they do? What did they do? Huh? What did they do? We're going to the 14th chapter and find what they did. See, you want to know what to do today? Look at it yesterday and see how the blessing comes. 14, verse 19 and 20. Again, 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abel of the Most High, the blessing of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be the Most High, Yahweh, who have delivered thy enemies into my hand. And he gave Yahweh a tenth of all. So you see, if you were, if you would be about Abraham's business, 
why you don't understand that you got to give a, a, a tenth contribution, donation of all? To who? The minister? And you're going to teach it on to your grandbaby. Let's see what happens. And it's 27 chapter. Now, Abraham had a grandson called Jacob. He had a grandson. Let's see what this passed on to him to do the same thing. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 20. And Jacob vowed a vow of sin. If Yahweh will be with me and will keep me in, in this way, then when I come and will give him and give me bread to eat and garments to put on, verse 21, so that I come again to my father's family in peace. Then shall Yahweh be my Yahweh. Verse 22. And this stone which I have set for a pillow shall be Yahweh's temple. And all given me, I will surely give a tenth unto thee. See that? So you see how you got passing them down? You're my grandbaby doing some reading eight years old. Mama passed it down. She knows but she's hollering Yahweh. Same thing. Listen, the reason why we're in trouble today is because we don't follow no book. Every time you get your little money that Yahweh bless you to have, you forget every time to take a tenth out and give to the minister. You know, you, you just don't do it. It's going to cost you in the long run because you're not going to be stable in the mind. You all going to know why you talk like you talk. Well, I've got to make ends meet and all that. You know, I understand all that. But it's always in, in the Bible about that. A same woman has the same spirit that you got today. Well, you know, I, I work so hard for my money. And, uh, okay, let me show you, let me show you a case in point. Now, in the 17th chapter, that's why I said something to 17th chapter of the 1st Kings. He told Elijah the seer, hey, can you get on over there? I'm going to have the ravens make sure you eat. You just do what I tell you do, seer. And the word of Yahweh came again unto me, saying, Arise, get you to Zerapath, which belongs to Zadon, and drill there. Behold, I have commanded thee. I'm in 1 Kings 17, verse number 9. A widow woman there to sustain thee. Verse 10. And he arose and went to Zerapath, and when he came unto the gate of the city, behold, a woman was gathering sticks. And he called, he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and, and a vessel that I may drink. Hey, woman, give her and give me, give me some drink, yeah, woman. Verse number 11. And as she was doing the fetching, it, he called her and said, bring, bring me, I pray thee, a little morsel of that bread in thy hand. Bring me some of that bread you got in your hand. Verse 12. And she said, 
as the whole other man, the whole other man living. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and barrel, and a little oil and a crew. I'm on a fixed income. I just make just enough for ends meet. And behold, I am gathering too sick. I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah still said to us, he lent you a buck of gum. He lent you a buck of gum real good. But, you know, I just make just nothing. I just make, I'm tight it is out here in this economy. Everything, you know, you see what's going on out here? Let him buck of gum. Verse 13, and Elijah's fear stands there. Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. It'll make no difference. First thing you do, you get your whole hand on that money, you pull a tip out, you get to the ministry. You'll dump your part, you fall in about. You get the tip part to the ministry. That's what you do first. Everything take care of itself. That's what you do first. Let's see what happens. And, and bring it to me, and after make for thee and for us. Then take care of all the bills you're talking about. After you pull that 10% out, then you going to take care of the bills you're talking about. You ain't going to never get even with people that have been with you out your land anyway. You can go right now and buy a home, pay cash for it, put the title in your draw, and mess around and, and forget to pay your tax, property tax. Take about three to five years to jump. You know that house can be sold out from under your butt. That house can be sold right under with the, with the title in your dresser, and they'll send the, the, the police officers and the um, state troopers, and whatever they call them, and they'll take you out of there, take you to jail, with the title in your hand. So you ain't going to never get even with people that are taking your land. You're always going to pay tax. You all gonna pay property taxes on your own land. You ain't for you. You know this land belongs to you. Here's some people come and take your land, and they charge you even for water. They turn your water off. Want to build on you so high? They turn and turn your water off. They ask you something. How did you get in all this power? How did you get the you control? Now, according to what I'm hearing about the six morning council, Yahweh's ministry. The children of Israel, the African American, the Negro, and the Spanish, and the Indian was already over here before you got it. Well, you know what we did? No, I don't know what you did. What'd you do? And you done uh, Psalm 55 20. You see what you did? Uh, Psalm 65, 55 20. What did you do that David said he was going to do? Let's see. Psalm 50, uh, 55, 
what do you do? Verse 20. What did you do? 55, 20. 55, 20. 20. And he hath put forth his hand against such, and he hath put forth his hand against such as be peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. 21. The words of his mouth was smooth in butter, but war was in his mind. The words were softer than oil, yet was they drawn sword. 22. Cast out burden upon you from Yahweh, and he was saying thee, he should never suffer against righteous to move. Verse 23. But thou, but thou, O Yahweh, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half of their days, but I will trust in thee. You say, you ain't live, don't worry, that's why you see all them big billionaires, they got them dead and everything else. They don't live alone. What they live with yourself. That's back, that's back to uh, 17. So now, the woman heard the fear talking real good. Verse 10. Verse 10, 17, 10. So he arose and went to, no, from it, number 15. Okay, where I'm at? Where I'm at, WCCR, Miles McCorn. Okay, he said about, uh, and he said, as y'all, okay, good, I read that. 13, verse 13. And Elijah the seer said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou have said, and make me a little cake first, and bring them to me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Verse 14. Says Yahweh of Israel, the barrel of steel shall not waste, neither shall a cruise of oil fail, until the day that Yahweh sent upon the, upon the earth. So she went and did according to the sin of a seer. And 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 he and her family did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of Yahweh, which he spake by Elijah's ear. That's it. What is our response to that? 24. And the woman said, verse 24, and the woman said to Elijah the seer, now by this I know that thou art a man of Yahweh. That's the word seer mean. What does seer mean? Man of Yahweh. Well, you know, I'm not talking about calling you the seer. Well, how about a man of Yahweh then? Intangible words, the man of Yahweh. 
and that the words of Yahweh in thy mouth is true. You know, you know why it's true? So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, where I've been. I'm going to tell you just say Yahweh. I'm going to read a couple more and close down. Can't enjoy this. So Yahweh knows, you know, that's a big digging terrorist. Cut off my grandbaby. Cut my grandbaby from reading. Yeah, my grandbaby was going to read something. I thought she was going to read something. Let's see what she was going to read. In Acts chapter 5. That's right. I'm supposed to tell them I'm read with my grandbaby. Get ready to read. But guess what they did? Big Zingatory cut my grandbaby off in order to read it. So you know, my grandbaby was going to spy some more younger. Said, Mom, why can't I read like that? You know why you can't read like that? Because you pull that Christianity. Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah. And, and white man, Jesus, and stuff like that. That's why you can't read like that. You see things totally different. You know, you were asked a baby two years old, what picture is this here? I said, that's Jesus. What? Looking like that? Yeah, at two years old. They messed up at two years old. Uh, they, because of you. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. She would have said, we're going to see what that's saying. You know what I'm We're going to see what that's saying. Okay, 37, Acts 2, 37. This is my grandbaby giving to read. Now, when they heard this, they were tricked to the mind and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38. Then Peter answered unto them, And be baptized every one of you in the name of Yahweh the Son. That's the baptism. It ain't about dropping you in no water and you ain't got no knowledge. You just go down a wet devil, a dry devil, and turn away, and you come over a wet devil. You still keep in Sunday law, Lord God and Jesus, and eating all, put you in the water for. Ain't nothing wrong with baptism, but you got to give him the word first. Because the unit was baptized by Philip. But don't think that you be baptized, you ain't got no word. You had a word first. The Catholic Church have babies baptizing and they pamphlet. Have babies chicken all over the place. You know how it is. Say it unto them. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of them four letters, for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the righteous spirit. 39. For the promise is unto you. And to your children, Israel, the Israelites, and to all that are for all, that's us, even as many as Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall call. And with many other words and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this unto forward generation. You got to save yourself. You can't save your, for your mama, your auntie, your brother, your cousin. You got to save it for yourself. You got to do it for yourself. You can't save it for nobody but yourself. You got it? Good. So um, I'm going to read one more. 
I think I'll, I think I've done three, four things in one time. Then I got a problem. Then I'll be trying to do everything. We're going to do two more, and I'm going to cut it off. I think I had a teapot going on, but after telling my grandbaby couldn't read no more. Okay, I'm gonna do two more. That's it. So you understand something? Listen, but but now you didn't understand. Now unless you grade them. Remember tomorrow night back on the seven thirty. Class started at seven thirty, and you know all six vocations will be ready to go, and sooner or later we'll be in. And a, and a big enough place where we, I said, if you come in the ball cat, get teachers prepared. Because really, when you do the seven days, we have teachers in place, one do so many hours, and those take its place before we run all the way around. All